Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. King Agrippa and Bernice arrived in Caesarea on a visit to Festus. Since they spent several days there, Festus referred Paul's case to the king, saying, There is a man here left in custody by Felix. When I was in Jerusalem, the chief priest and the elders of the Jews brought charges against him and demanded his condemnation. I answered them that it was not Roman practice to hand over an accused person before he has faced his accusers and had the opportunity to defend himself against their charge. So when they came together here, I made no delay. The next day I took my seat on the tribunal and ordered the man to be brought in. His accusers stood around him, but did not charge him with any of the crimes I suspected. Instead, they had some issues with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who had died, but who Paul claimed was alive. Since I was at a loss how to investigate this controversy, I asked if he were willing to go to Jerusalem and there stand trial on these charges. And when Paul appealed that he be held in custody for the emperor's decision, I ordered him held until I could send him to Caesar. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. After Jesus had revealed himself to his disciples and eaten breakfast with them. He said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that he had said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Amen, amen, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this signifying about what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Uganda is a country of 48 million people in the middle eastern section of the continent of Africa. It was a colony of the British from 1894 to 1962. After 1962, there was a power vacuum that caused Uganda to bleed. You may recall the name Idi Amin, he was a dictator who ruled Uganda in the 1970s. He killed around 300,000 of his own people before he was deposed in 1979. The interesting thing about Uganda is that according to uh, the latest census, it is overwhelmingly Christian. Oh, about 75%. And 40% of the Christians are Catholic. 35% or so are Anglican. Another interesting thing about Uganda has been its successful fight against HIV and AIDS, which ravished the African continent 
here in the last decades. In 1992, more than 30% of Ugandans had HIV. And while HIV continued to climb all across the African continent, by 2008, only 6.4% of Ugandans had HIV. How did HIV drop by 80% in this country? Well, the longtime president had a lot to do with that. The Ugandan president attacked AIDS through a program of, quote, systematic behavior modification. In 2004, the president said, AIDS is mainly a moral, social, and economic problem, and the best way to fight it is with relationships based on love and trust instead of institutionalized mistrust. By institutionalized mistrust, the president was referring to artificial birth control. Uganda had an abstinence-only program for young people that worked. And so population planners from the West, our country, worried that families in Uganda were having multiple children. Well, they've done their best to peddle contraception and other unnatural sexual practices to the Ugandans. Those practices, of course, destroy families and bring on diseases and other social ills that fuel the culture of death. It's interesting. Abstinence is free, and it keeps one free, living a life of Christian dignity. But huge companies... Governments, they make money by enslaving people, enslaving them to their own passions. They push for sex outside of marriage by having women take cancer-causing contraception pills, which make them more vulnerable to sexual attacks and abuse and disease. And yet it all gets sold as liberation or women's health care or reproductive rights. It's all quite sick. King Mwanga II of Uganda was quite sick himself. He started an anti-Christian persecution in 1886 in Uganda. Our saint today, Charles Luanga, was a Ugandan court official who got caught up in the persecution. You see, King Mwanga was a notorious sodomite, and the Catholic convert Luanga and other Christians fueled King Mwanga's wrath by protecting young men from the king's sexual advances. So the king had Luanga and his companions burned alive. A biography states, when preparations were completed and the day had come for the execution on June 3rd, Luanga was separated from the others by the guardian of the sacred flame, for private execution, in keeping with custom. As he was being burnt, Charles said to the guardian, It is as if you were pouring water on me. Please repent and become a Christian like me. Charles Luanga was canonized by Pope Paul VI in 1964. He joined the roles of other famous African martyrs like Saints Cyprian, Felicity and Perpetua, and Augustine. 